Well, welcome back to the Harps Family Ministry Podcast, where we are three dedicated staff members helping to navigate the Christian life at home and help you guys figure out how to make disciples of your children and your families and your workplace and everything else. So uh, we hope it's an encouragement, a wealth of knowledge from our uh, brain trust here. But today we're having a really fun discussion, uh, a very applicable conversation. Uh, we're going to pick the brains of two parents um, from from either side, a father and a, a mother, looking at how we realistically and applicably build disciples out of our kids. So, Paul, as both a father and a youth pastor, um, full-time church staffer, what does really intentional disciple making look like as opposed to parenting? Um, we're just kind of doing this one on the fly a little bit, which is, it should be good because of that. And so let's dive down into a, a topic of a mill. We're kind of approach this from a couple of different angles over the next few weeks or the next few podcasts uh, of discipleship in different uh, arenas of life. The reality of what that looks like for like mealtime, we can do that one a day, dinnertime discipleship or mealtime discipleship. And then we can jump into like driving around town. You spend a lot of time driving with your kids, yeah. uh, going from here to there to there, everywhere. And then also like anytime discipleship, because I find that to be real important as a parent. You're finding time when it's available. Uh, and then maybe even something into like bedtime, discipleship, those sort of things. Different for different age groups, for sure. That changes things a lot. So if we're going to focus on meals this time, and uh, your question, restate it. I'm sorry. It yeah, was, so I mean, to to kind of package that, the the whole goal of, of this entire podcast, but moreover, this yeah. series is to try to take the fear out of mm-hmm. the term disciple making or intentional disciple making or you know, what the the lofty goal the Christian world has put on disciple making and, and break that term down and make it less scary. So Paul listed off a whole bunch of stuff that you already do as a parent. You're driving your kids around to, to school and to, to different activities and you're you're hopefully eating meals with them and feeding them and you're you're putting them down to bed. You're waking them up in the morning. You're getting them ready for school. You're doing all that kind of stuff where you have great time to be a little more intentional. Yeah. So I guess my question rephrased is if we're going to tackle the topic of meals, how do you actually be mm-hmm. intentional with discipling your child yeah. during a meal? Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. And that is our goal is to be honest and real with you guys as much as we can be without getting too far into the dirt. Uh, but when it comes to meals, um, I have to back up and say that I can't, I can't lead where I'm not going. You know, I, in other words, I can't do discipleship in a meal if I'm not already interested in that whole process of discipleship as far as me, myself, and I. Uh, so if I'm disconnected from what God's doing in my life, I just want to eat a meal, have some peace in my home, mm-hmm. and, and, and go on to the next project and get some sleep. But when I am growing spiritually, whatever that looks like, if it's because of a devotional I'm doing, if it's because of a group I'm connected with, a lot of times it requires some accountability for me as a dad that I got other guys in my life holding me accountable and I'm meeting regularly with them. Then that starts to spill over into how we do dinner. And it's more than just a prayer. You know, who's going to pray over the meal? Mm-hmm. All right, God bless this food. Amen. We're letting the kids do it, which is really cool. But I think, you know, I'm going to go out for the dad side of things and think of like dinner time. And I know it's kind of traditional that dads, you know, well, first of all, 
how often do we actually eat around the table? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't, we don't do that as much as I'd like. And it gets harder the older the kids got still. It's like, hey, if we can do it once a week now, we're thrilled. Uh, but what do we do when we're at the table? So mm-hmm. it's, it's different for different families. I mean, so as we talk about this subject of discipleship around <laughs> food, uh, some of that's in the car while you're driving and you're, yeah. you're eating fast food. We do that a lot or, you know, gathered around the TV and whatever. But the ideal situation, okay, we're sitting around a table and um, who's taking charge of that conversation? Um Hopefully, whoever is growing in the Lord, I mm. know uh, we were already talking about this earlier, and Jennifer says a lot of times it's our kids that are actually <laughs> pressing for discipleship, and they're wanting to get through the mill. Uh, but, you know, as a dad, okay, like I said, I'd pick on dads for a little bit. If I'm growing spiritually, then I'm going to approach that that dinner time a little differently and say, hey, this is a this is a moment where I've got my family together. Um, I don't want to like sit there and lecture them. I don't want to say open and, you know, open your Bibles to this and we're going to spend 20 minutes dissecting this passage. No, it's more like, Hey, if I can just find one question that is interesting mm-hmm. for us to talk about and yeah. laugh about, I love humor and levity at the dinner table. Uh, and then being able to translate that into a spiritual truth or verse that we can say, Hey, remember this and just talk. I mean, just to have that conversation going on. A lot of times dads are less connected and I know dads just kind of want to eat and get back to this stuff but I'm going to call out dads that dinner time can be a really sweet time Mm -hmm. to lead and disciple just by asking some cool questions and keeping some conversation going you know you you brought up a good point that needs to be distinguished between kind of a bible lesson and a discipleship Mm -hmm. time where if you look at Jesus, you know, he, what you're describing there is exactly the way Jesus worked was you're doing typical day-to-day stuff. You're eating a meal, you're walking to and fro, you're, you're going around doing something and he's just throwing out wisdom. He's not necessarily going, all right now guys, well, as we're waiting on the boat to pull up, everyone open up your old Testament to, you know, or for him, open up the Bible. But he didn't teach Bible lessons too often. He preached a couple of times, but that wasn't the majority of what he did. And so to, to encourage parents out there, you know, especially as men, we try to be the authority on and the experts on different topics. And when we're trying to do something, we get really timid if we don't necessarily know exactly what we're doing. So you don't need to be a Bible scholar, but you do need to be an authentic Jesus follower. So if you're not truly chasing Jesus, like Paul was just saying, and you're not being discipled, you're not growing, you're not diving into the word, you're not hungry for scripture or a relationship with Jesus, you will be faking it. And it will quickly turn into a wannabe Bible study. Right. You're probably not listening to this podcast, by the way. You know, I mean, I I assume folks that are listening to this podcast are saying, hey, how can I disciple my kids? So great. And so I'm calling out and challenging the dads. It's hard. It's not easy. It's stressful. There are other things that will come up that need to be talked about. Sometimes those are very practical things. Like talking about Jesus sitting around with folks like, hey, we got to feed. We got to feed people. Um, But a lot of times it's practical stuff, even discipline issues, you know, where you talk about, but you do it in a way where you're throwing out some wisdom Mm -hmm. that you've just learned yourself. I mean, I'm not that far ahead, honestly, of my kids. I feel like a lot of times it's just, uh, I'm trying to learn so that I can, you know, pass it on to them. Well, I think, I think you said something too. Kids, kids are really, really good. And you know this at um, knowing if you're faking it. Mm -hmm. They can smell you. They do. They will, then they'll call you out like, or in our case, they will ask you further questions, mm-hmm. but not to see your Bible knowledge, Mm-mm. to see how you do this. Yeah. And so that's what, and when Paul's saying, um, 
you know, it, it's not necessarily your biblical lesson that you're learning in the scripture, but it's how um, mom and dad are working together to get the meal ready. How if a kid wants to help, it's not a, and, and I'm very guilty of this. I'll get it. You, you go sit down and wait because I can do it quicker. No, it's a, I'm going to help. You're going to help me so that one day you'll be able to do this. And so it's working together to get the meals ready, to get the table set, you know, whatever that is. So it, it does start before the meal. Um, and then ours, like you said, our kids, they love conversation. We have some table topics, the fantastic Chick-fil-A Kids Meal Prize. Um, several times they've done it more than once, but they give, you know, a set of questions. And so we get through those. And it's funny how, you know, the kids will lead that into a conversation. If Tim and I don't, that they will. Um, and so our kids are, I, I don't know, they're chatty. They're all very chatty. But, and, and so they do, they enjoy that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be helpful right now, hold on, to back up a touch mm-hmm. and define what we mean with intentional discipleship. I mean, mm-hmm. you're giving us good practical, you know, examples of what we're talking about, you know, with helping set the table, working with mom and dad as they're, you know, setting the table up. And you're right, children can see and, and see authenticity and they can, goodness, they can see literally everything. So if you're, you know, squabbling and you're having an issue setting up the table, they're going to see that. So right. when we say discipleship, what am I talking about? Because I'm a preacher, I'm a Bible teacher, and that's what I do, you know, day in and day out. I love doing that, but it's entirely different when I do a discipleship group. So what am I saying if I'm telling a parent, disciple your kid? It's not teach them. What is it? My favorite word is pace. Mm-hmm. Knowing the right pace. If I sign up for a discipleship group with a bunch of grown men and they know what they're getting into, our pace is going to be pretty heavy, but mm-hmm. sustainable for whatever amount of time we're doing a year. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pace ourselves and sometimes we'll pick up the pace and push ourselves. But with our kids, I feel like each child is different. They're at a different place. They're at a different age. They have different personalities. So knowing their their pace and trying to keep up with them where they're at. Um it's you see Jesus doing that. He seemed mm-hmm. like he spoke differently to different crowds, people that should have known better, the Pharisees, for example, he was very blunt with them and it's kind of like mm-hmm. you don't get it. Uh, you need to get it. You don't get it. Others, he took the time to really explain some stuff to him. So knowing the the pace that you can take with mm-hmm. your kids and just having that in the back of your mind so that as you're walking along uh, and mealtime again is a great example, a great time for that. Uh, you got to slow down to eat. Mm-hmm. And if you see this as an opening, an open door based on, again, that pace, what they're ready for, you pour in a little bit more and pour in a little bit more. So I think it's, when I say intentional, discipleship is being very intentional about knowing your kids and where they're at and having them on your mind and thinking about them, praying for them and looking for that opportunity. You know, some of the struggles they're having and sometimes they blindside you with other troubles you don't even know are going on. Oh no, how do we deal with this? Well, that's that pace I'm talking about. And all of a sudden you're reading a devotional and your own life and you're like, ooh, that would help, you know, my this kid in my family, but uh, I need to say it differently or I need to phrase it in a way they'll understand. So intentional mm-hmm. discipleship to me is taking every moment I can to intentionally disciple my kids along the path and not, no, it's not a study. Mm-mm. I don't think I've ever done a study with my kids. I've been through some books, maybe right. on, on, on tape or CD, you know, back in the day. Um, but, you know, go, going through some books that I thought would be helpful for them, some some neat wisdom books I like, Andy Andrews stuff that I would play for them. We'd discuss it some. We might look at some passages. We've been through the long story, short, and old story, new, mm-hmm. which is, it's more of a study. But that, 
um, I, I think they kind of come to expect that and it can yeah. almost become routine versus intentionally saying, I'm going to look for opportunities when they're tying their shoe to, if, if that's the right time, you know? Yeah, I think exactly. This is real life. Discipleship isn't mm-hmm. the sitting in a class. It is real life. You're a follower of Jesus in your real life. And so the actions yeah. are much louder than words yeah. with discipleship. And so um, at mealtime, those actions beforehand during the meal, trying to get up quick to go right. do something else, whatever it is, that's real life. So to me, I think that that goes into what discipleship is. And even even me. even in our more formal discipleship, like you mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. a, a group of guys or girls that are meeting together and saying, hey, we're going to, you know, walk through a D group together and, and, dis, and disciple each other under the Lord. Uh, I still say that even in that, what you do outside of class is probably more important. Yeah. You know, in other words, as a leader, trying to encourage folks through the week and send a text and say, how's it going? How can I pray for you when you see them around town or remembering their birthday and that sort of stuff. So the same with my own kids where I might just be in the middle of the day thinking about them and I send them a text and say, how's, how's it going? Anything I could pray for? That means the world to them, you know? And so being an authentic Christian interested in their spiritual walk more so than, hey, sit down and listen to me tell you this from the Bible, but looking for all these different avenues to encourage, to teach, to guide. So you're trying to encourage and guide them into applying what they have been taught. Mm-hmm. All day long. You know, um, in fun ways. I played a lot of sports growing up, and I would see kids that knew everything about the sport, but were garbage on the field. Because they knew all the stats, they knew everything you're supposed to do, but they never done anything of it. And so you get into practice, and you don't know how to do anything, but you know what you should be doing, but you can't do it. Right. But it made me a terrible teacher, because I did not know what you're supposed to do. I was just really good at doing it. <laughs> And so applying what they know and are being taught elsewhere and encouraging them in their walk to actually be a devoted follower of Christ and a disciple maker is what we're talking about, encouraging them to be on mission, right? Yeah, that's our, and that's part of our tagline almost for this whole podcast yep. and why we're doing what we're doing is, hey, don't just drop your kids off at church. Mm-hmm. Drop off salt and light. Let those kids <laughs> challenge us. And, and we can tell the difference here on staff, you know, like, yeah. man, these kids are coming in ready to serve and questioning us. I don't have the answers. I don't know, man. They've been, they've been discipled at home way beyond what I, I, I was expecting, you know, and that's obvious um, in some circumstances versus, a, a, you know, family. And I think that was the acceptable standard decades ago was yeah. drop, you drop your kids off at church, try to do our best. We're a good Christian family. But intentional discipleship at home was not pushed. It was an exception to the rule. It might have been homeschool families or whatever, you know. And now it's like, no, all families everywhere. We want to see followers of Christ building disciples at home. And it is not a class. It's not a step-by-step process. It's a messy. I've always said discipleship is one of the messiest things I've ever done, but it's also one of the most rewarding. So. Well, you talk a lot about being authentic, too. Mm-hmm. And discipleship, you have to be authentic because it, it is... All the time. I apologize often oh, yeah. to my kids we do too. for my behavior or my lack of mm-hmm. uh, clarity on something. And same with my uh, people in D group. Hey, sorry, I didn't connect with y'all this week. I've been busy. My bad. You know, that's mm-hmm. authentic. Yeah. That's, that's honest. Yeah. So we like practicality. We like applicability. We like the tangible and not the ethereal conceptual. So as we're talking about mealtime discipleship and, and getting really intentional with your kids, I want to try to ask some questions that bring out what I can actually do. Like if I'm, I'm not a father, but I'm, I'm looking that direction and I want to know what the heck I'm supposed to do. So Jennifer, 
when we're talking mealtime with the kids, sitting around the table, what have you actually experienced that work? Okay. Um, there's a couple of things that we've done that really do work. Um, and we do a devotion time every day with the family, the five of us. Um, and mealtime has worked for that. It is not the best time for us because we do like to have other conversation. And so then we would be using that more as a teaching time. Um, but that has worked, especially in those times where you have kids who are going to bed at different times. Um, so you kind of do go into more of that. We're in the Bible a little bit more during those times. So, so that has worked for us. Um, we also like to watch TV. And so, um, honestly, we've watched some shows during dinner time that have led to fantastic conversations. Now, it may be something that is a a spiritual kind of show. Um, the little one likes Bible Man, which is fun to watch, but there's always great lessons. We can talk more about that. But we watch a lot of um, like Kid Baking Championship, those mm. kind of shows. Battle Bots is one of our favorites. And it's so funny that, like Paul was saying earlier, if if you are walking with the Lord and He is teaching you something, those opportunities just present themselves. So we do, I'm not going to lie, we watch TV some nights and um, and it's, it's just funny that those opportunities are there. Um, but the table topics really, um, I bought a new set, not the ones I actually went searching for a set. They um, give you a verse that you start out with. Um, if I can find them, we'll put them in show notes for this. I'll put a link there to them. Um, but those are really great because it, it gets your mind already going and that direction, but then it, you know, it, it turns into um, a conversation about, you know, I'm trying to think of one that we we did, and it, it was about um, maybe something with trees. I, I don't know why I can't remember the verse, but it was it was something with trees, and so then we talked about you know, our favorite seasons, and and so it it wasn't this super deep theological conversation. But it all focused on the beauty that God has put around us Mm-mm. and the kids. And so you you don't take those things for granted as much when you're talking about those things. So those have been, those are the number one thing, just the the table topic or, or focused conversations, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about meal times is it brings you all together. Right. Usually, you know, everybody and, and you're all at different places. And like you're saying, I think with younger kids, you're just trying to get through yes. the day, yes. through the meal. That's understandable. Uh, but in that is a lot of discipleship. You know, yeah. it's more more is caught than what's taught, right? And so in the old saying, people uh, see how much you, they don't care how much you you know until they know how much you, you care, right? And so. Mm-hmm. How we do our our sit down, hang out with each other is a big deal. That's where the having some intentionality about it, whether it's a question you've got or the tabletop things mm-hmm. or Bible verse. You don't have to be super creative, right. but just some group organization where we say, "Hi, right, let's talk about this," and then it's hilarious from there. It's yeah, because you'll get in some debates or you'll get somebody who's in a bad mood and just doesn't want to do it. I'm it's not. I'm not doing it. My turn. You have to. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. You got to say something. You guys, you know, something that was funny today. Nothing was funny. I'm in a bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let, you know, we'll just skip you. Just, just we'll for go the record, the- that's always our third kid. <laughs> so we'll skip. Something about yeah. that third kid. We yeah. will we will skip and go to the next person. All of a sudden, they're like, well, no, wait, I got something now. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we'll show some grace. Go ahead. You know, so it's how you operate, how you intermingle. And, and then out of that, 
sure, you can have maybe a more serious conversation when the time's right, but it seems like the the organization of having to do together, how you get dinner ready, even yeah. agreeing on, you know, I love it when we have a, a calendar for the week of what oh, we're eating this too. week, but we usually don't do that. It becomes more of a, what do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. What do you want? And then, so setting that mood and bringing to that peace and bringing to that joy and bringing to that, if we've got it as parents, if if we have it. So that's why it's so crucial that we, you know, as Dennis always says, our pastor here always says, you know, uh, make yourself happy in the Lord early mm-hmm. in the morning. You might wake up feeling just zapped and and got nothing. But you, if you do, if you go to the Lord and, and feast on some of what he's got for you that day, you will slowly start to have yeah. something to share with others. And if you can hold on to that all the way through to dinner time, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, again, go back to if you're growing in the Lord and I think Paul and I and Jennifer especially can talk to this, that we've had a lot of conversations, especially in youth ministry, they can come out of absolutely nowhere. And I've never felt pressured like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to say. Somehow the spirit shows up and yeah. talks if if you're prepared. I mean, if you're growing and you're, you're reading and you're growing with him, shows up and talks. So this conversation uh, should have highlighted the the intentionality around just finding simple questions and conversation starters to just be people with your kids. Don't mm-hmm. think they're pupils and students. You know, we're talking, what was the funniest part of your day? What was, you know, one bad thing that happened today? What was your favorite part of today? What yep. was the most beautiful thing you saw today? You know, simple conversation that you can just have a conversation. It's not a Bible lesson. You're not trying to, you know, craft it homiletically into a beautiful sermon. You're just trying to talk to your kid and get to know them. Yeah. And then in that, the spirit is going to work in you if you're growing with him and walking with him and he's going to be able to speak life and truth into your child. And then later on, as those questions do come up that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to deal with that yet. You will. And you don't need to come at it like, man, I got to have a deep theological understanding of this particular social issue before my kid comes home and asks me about it. No. Well, and, and two things there. I mean, if they are, if you're learning more about them, they're learning more about you. And if you're filled, I mean, just the Holy Spirit is there and you are, then they're learning more about him, not just you. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I just, it just all should be cut flowing out. Right. Yeah, if you're authentic, you know, yeah. I, I'm not married. I'm dating successfully. I don't have kids. <laughs> I want them one day. But I heard a brilliant truth. I think it was from John Piper years ago where he was talking about marriage and, and why you buy your wife flowers. And he's, he's talking about, you know, how you show love to the Lord and you don't do it just because you have to. So if you mm-hmm. came home with flowers for your wife, Paul, and you're like, hey, here are some flowers. And she went, well, what'd you get them for? And you go, well, I'm your husband. I'm supposed to do that. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go to the workshop now. She's not going to be happy. Furthermore, if you come home with flowers that she's not a big fan of, the sentiment might have been there, but it highlights that you don't know anything about her. Mm-hmm. Your kids are the same way. I mean, they know... I, we we can, I'm sure we all have stories about that in our own lives where you tried to do something, but it was clear that it was a manufactured stunt and it highlighted that you didn't know me at all. Yeah. So if you're getting to know them, they're getting to know you and you'll learn a better way to communicate and actually show affection and care for them versus just going, well, Paul and, and Jennifer told me I should talk to you. So <laughs> what's your favorite candy? And your kid tells you you don't like candy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some kids out there like that. I have a kid that doesn't like candy. There you go. You'd ask him, hey, what's your favorite candy? And you're looking at you like, mom, don't you know me? Mm-hmm. You don't like candy. Kale's my thing. So, oh. Oh, he likes cookies. <laughs> cookies. That's <laughs> yeah. candy. But either way, you know, I hope this was an encouraging conversation to, to really highlight the, it's, it's not a scary topic. It's not mm-hmm. fearful. You shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I got to disciple my kid. You're just talking to them, getting to know them, pouring out the spirit that's being poured into you 
in an intentional way. Don't waste the opportunities that you have because they are fleeting. It's the number one thing I hear before I have children is every single person that has kids tells me it flies by the time disappears. Yeah. But you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, hopefully somewhere. Typically, I eat in the car on the drive to work. So you can have these conversations there. Right. You just got to find the time, be intentional, be light, and enjoy your children. The Lord gave them to you and told you that they're a blessing, every single one of them. So enjoy them as such and be specific and intentional. (laughs) That was good for on the fly. Thanks for joining us today for today's episode. That's all we've got. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and email your questions or suggestions for future episodes to anchored at harpscrossing.com. We look forward to seeing you here next time. And until then, stay anchored.